What can we expect from season five? Thank you for being here tonight. Uh, we saw a lot with your character last season, kind of All right. trying to. Frankly, my dear, movie edition. We're pod back. Pod part two. Pod, pod part, part two. two. It's not a new episode. It's just pod part two. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to be doing the movies. We're going to be doing our top five movies and then some extras and then some least favorites. Um, my name is presenter Brandon, and I'm excited to go to the movies. Slides. Camera. Action. Yeah, we are the Cinnamon Host Bunch. We're back. Um, yeah. Presenter number two here, presenter uh, Danny. Um, who have I been in the past, right? Uh, movies. I, Danerson I Cooper? No, right. Dan- Danerson. <laughs> Cooper. Danerson Thomas. Uh, right, P.T. Danderson. P.T. Danderson, that's right. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. Benicio Dantoro. Ooh, I like that one. Exotic. <laughs> I am, uh, of course, Wes Daven, Dave Cologne, presenter three, <laughs> yeah. um, the projectionist. <laughs> yeah, let's roll like a reel. What do you think? Let's yeah, let's, let's get, just into, get into, it. into it. Yeah, yeah. so we're gonna do our top fives. Um, I'll start off. Okay, not ten. What happened with ten? Oh, you wanted to do ten? Well, yeah, because me and Brandon have ten prepared. You want to do ten? Uh, yeah, it's fine. Why not? All right, hold All right, on. Let's let, do let it. me get my um. Ah, uh, fuck. Hold on. But do you have clips? I don't have clips, but I didn't really write much about my 10 through... But hold on. I, I have them. I ranked everything. And I, I don't... I'm not going to go deep anyway on all of these. Like, I have like a... Just like a little thing I want to say about each one. That's it. Yeah, I'll only like say what the movie's about if you neither of you know what it is. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Just hold on. All right. <laughs> so we're starting with 10. Yeah, starting with number 10. Okay. All right, so my number 10, I don't really want to talk too much about it, but it was the Showtime documentary about uh, John Belushi called Belushi. Okay. Yep, it's about John Belushi's life. There's some cartoons in it, um, interviews with like Dan Aykroyd and his his wife, Judy, Carol, uh, not Carol, uh, Carrie... Carrie Fisher, Fisher. Um, and it's about his addiction, his his life as a, a comedian, going through all of it. He had an interesting kind of background. His dad was an immigrant, and um, yeah, it was very. I, I learned a lot about it, but it was mainly a story about an, an addict and like how sad it, his life really was. And but uh, it was well done. And um, if you're interested in his life or comedy in general, comedy history, check it out. Belushi, only on Showtime. Cool. All right. Belushi. So now it's me, right? I believe so. Yeah, and then yes. Dan. Okay, my number 10 is The Five Bloods by Spike Lee. Um, on my wish list. Okay, so you didn't get to watch it. Dave, did you watch it? I watched it, yeah. Cool. I started it a long time ago, <laughs> didn't finish it, and then I watched it yesterday. Oh, okay. So yeah, I watched it twice now. I watched it... I watched it... 
while I was watching a bunch of Spike, and then I watched it again after I had seen every Spike Lee movie this summer. Um, <laughs> so to put it, you know, it was good to have the context. Then I read this article that came out um, by a Vietnamese writer who talked about, it really changed my perspective on the movie in kind of a negative way. Um, but I still love the movie. You know, so much of the positive feedback was that it was, you know, uh, about, you know, a, you know, people, black Americans who were not, st their story hasn't been told about the Vietnam War, which is, you know, Spike's po point. But what this Vietnamese writer wrote about is how, you know, Hollywood and America's had this fetishization of the Vietnam War and how ultimately, even though Spike is a powerful and good black voice, he's still an American and it's still like not touching on maybe the part that Americans should be shown about the Vietnam War. And it just really talked about what happened to Vietnam and its perspective and its portrayal of Vietnamese people in, in movies and media. And it was really interesting. I do like the, I still love the movie and Delroy Lindo is incredible. Like that performance I loved. So, um, and RIP Chadwick Boseman. Here, here. Yeah. I, I, um, well, it's on my list, so I'll, we'll get to it. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. Very tense. A <laughs> lot of tension already. <laughs> Um, all right, so Danny's turn here. Now, for the listeners, I made a top 10 because I'm pretty sure I only saw 10 movies this year. <laughs> um, I went through, like, you know, lists of... I think Wikipedia is, like, the closest to doing a pretty good job of, like, all the releases from the year. And from what I could find, I'm pretty sure I only... these are, There's only 10 movies I found <laughs> that came out this year that I saw. So... Number 10 for Danny is the worst movie I saw this year. Okay. That, that came out so this is your bottom as well. It's just, it's this is my yeah. least favorite. Okay. Yeah. Um, similar to uh, Brandon's TV episode <laughs> yeah. where he hyped up. Uh, Which wound up being wrong anyway. So. <laughs> All right. Um, so number 10 for Danny. And the worst movie I saw in 2020 is The King of Staten Island. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Judd Apatow, uh, about loosely about Pete Davidson's life. Pete Davidson stars in it. Um, good story, right? You know about um, Pete Davidson. You know, losing his dad, who's, who's a firefighter, and how he how he deals with that. Good acting. My problem with this movie is that like it is so in the middle of being a comedy and a drama, right? It's like I wish it was either really funny or really dramatic. It's neither. Mm -hmm. It's so right in the middle of both, which to me makes it like kind of an average movie, right? It's not, it's not super memorable. Um, it's not, you know, it's not, it's kind of funny, right? There's a couple like funny moments and the dramatic, there's some like, you know, sad, like really well acted parts in it. Um, you know, and it's Bill Burr is in it. He starts dating Marissa Tomei who plays Pete Davidson's mom. And so like, and Bill Burr's a firefighter. Uh, so, it's a pretty average movie. And I remember, you know, just like watching it and thinking like, I wish this was something more, more dramatic or more funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of it. Like I'm getting, Judd Apatow, he's starting to annoy me a little bit, Judd Apatow with I, his shit. Yeah. I was going to mention that. I, I'm yeah. just like over Judd Apatow. Cause like everything yeah. is, everything he produces or has this little hand on, this turns into something that's like so formulaic at this point. And I, I just like find they're not that funny. Like it's the, the these shows are getting not that funny, or these movies are not as funny. Basically, we were saying it's like it always has to have some kind of dramatic angle, 
but the drama is almost so like predictable that it's just not fun to watch for me. Yeah. I thought that I felt that way about that show Love. I thought it was like talented people and like because it was a Judd Apatow project, it had like a certain like through line that I just by that third season was so bad. I actually rewatched Love and liked it even more <laughs> this year. Uh, really? I've, yeah. Like it was one of the most annoying shows shows I've seen the whole series. I'm, I'm in the middle of both of you with Love because I there's some episodes in that show, uh, you know, Mike Mitchell, like, like yeah, like no, I like so the aspects of it, yeah, that are so funny, yeah. I hated the ending of Love so much. Me too. Much. I thought it was I so hated bad. how it how it ended. I was so bothered by the ending of the show, like, and that that like, it almost like ruined the whole thing for me. Like, yeah, I was, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I agree. I I completely agree. There, like again, there's like great moments in it, but like I think the Judd Apatow ish of it ruins it. For for me, I don't know. I, we can get deeper into that, but let's not. <laughs> <laughs> let's not. All right, Dave, let's your turn. So right, Dave's so number nine. My number nine, another documentary I saw on <laughs> on Netflix. Did you guys see this one? It's called Mucho Mucho More. Nope. The Walter no. Mercato uh, documentary. Nah. No. Okay. Nope. Um. It's about the life of a uh, Latin American astrologist uh, who had a TV show for a while. His name is M- Walter Mercado. He um, kind of gender fluid person. So he was a big in the, in the uh, uh, or LGBT community and um, also just big in, in Spanish culture in general. But yeah, very fascinating life. Um, I kind of knew about him growing up, but um yeah, it's, it's it's very very interesting and very heartwarming, very funny. I think he just died either like this year or last year, so it's like very very recent, um, like end of year end of his life documentary. He's like in it, um, so I saw it a while ago, so I don't remember too much about it, but I enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. Go for it. Cool. What's it called? Mucho cool. more. Mucho mucho more. Mucho mucho more. Okay. That's like his. That was one of his catchphrases. Gotcha. Ah, all right. Uh, my number nine is the nest. Um, the nest. Yeah. Really love this movie. I, this is you know we've talked about on the show. One of my favorite categories is people talking in rooms, and there are a lot. Of, <laughs> there's a lot of talking in a lot of rooms in this movie. Uh, really great <laughs> score by Richard Reed Parry from Arcade Fire, uh, Jude Law, and Carrie Coon. And Carrie Coon's performance is one of my favorite performances in a really long time she carries carries that movie uh on her back um it's like it's it's like creepy but not it's it's just it's just like a family drama um and a lot of arguing and it's awesome i love it so much very cool all right um also love carrie coon she's great yeah. she was on season three of fargo yep. which i can't Recommend highly enough. She's great. Okay. Great and gone girl. Uh, (laughs) um, Number nine for Danny. Brandon, I think you're going to like this one. And it's like really funny that I ranked this above King of Staten Island considering the subject matter of King of Staten Island and the subject matter of this movie. Number nine for Danny is Bad Boys for Life. Okay. Yeah. I was going to (laughs) say that was the last movie I saw in theaters. Yeah. And me and Brandon saw it together. I think, yeah, that had to be the last movie I saw in theaters too. Um, (laughs) It's the third installment of the Bad Boys uh, franchise. 
It's um, a fun movie. Really fun movie, right? And me and Brandon had watched the second one the night before to get in the zone for it. Brandon fell asleep, yeah, I, fell I remember. Asleep. <laughs> um, Bad Boys for Life, yeah, it's they're you know obviously much older. Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Martin Lawrence is like, I can't remember, retired yeah, he, or trying something. He's tr- trying to retire, and, but it's about them just being insane and fun and funny cops in Miami. Uh, but then it's about like the new young cops that they have to work with and how they deal with it. Like um, Vanessa Hudgens is in there. Yeah, it's very silly, but it was better than I thought it was going to be. Honestly, yeah. I, I do genuinely remember that. Don't remember all the details or exactly what happened. There's like but a witch. I remember or a woman who thinks she's a witch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, fun time at the uh, at the movies. So, yeah. but <laughs> nobody's really going to the movies now. So you could have a fun yep. time at home. Worth it. Watch it for life. For, for life. life. Uh, number eight. Yep, is. Another documentary I saw on <laughs> on TV. <laughs> highbrow Davy. No, this is not a highbrow subject at all. You you might have seen this one or heard about it for sure. It's Class Action Park about the oh, uh, yeah. oh yeah I forgot about this amusement park in New Jersey that got shut down because it was just so dangerous. Um, and this is this is a very fun documentary on HBO Max about that <laughs> the history of that park interviewing people that went there or worked there and like how fucked up the guy who was behind it was but also an interesting character um that guy chris Gethard, the comedian is in it a lot i uh, love him he's very yeah. funny on it in it yeah. just telling his stories from childhood going there and is from new jersey yeah so i'm sure we knew people that went there but um yeah you guys would get a kick out of it it's very it's very entertaining crazy story uh, Johnny Knoxville movie about that park, right? Right, yeah. based so, on that park. Right, based on that park. Based on yes. the park. This is the real yeah. park story. Documentary, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. The documentary about it. But um, some people died. <laughs> they interviewed like the parents of the people that died. It's like <laughs> oh my it's god. Pretty, yeah, it's like pretty dark at points in the documentary. But yeah, very interesting subject matter. Go, Go watch, watch, it. It. watch it. Sweet. I love docs. <laughs> Uh, my number eight is I'm Thinking of Ending Things, a movie that a lot of people hated. Um, and I like Charlie Kaufman a lot. He's one of my guys. Um, I don't know this one at all. It's a Netflix movie. Um, I watched it three times at this point. Uh... There's a part in the... I think people people are frustrated by Charlie Kaufman movies in general because he's very meta and, like, oh, like, silly, like, oh, self-referential. Like, people don't like that. There's a part in the movie where they're having a conversation at the dinner table and the father is talking about abstract art and he's like... Uh, Oh, I can do that. I can just put a stroke of paint on the canvas. That's easy. Like, I like landscapes because... It's that, and then the guy, and then the, Jesse Plemons says, "Well, then just take a picture." And then it's like, "Well, then, but then what is art?" And it's like talking about the nature of art and what is art. And then, um, and then the mother says, uh, "I like I like a landscape because it could be sad." And then the dad says, "How do you know a landscape is sad without a sad person in the painting?" Basically, the whole conversation is about like people get out of paintings what your emotional reaction is you know like your personal point of view that type of thing 
That's the key to unlocking this movie. However you watch movies is how you will receive this movie. So like if you're look, you know, if you go to movies for XYZ, if XYZ's whatever this movie does with XYZ is how you'll like it. That's why I think a lot of people don't like it. Some people just want to have a fun time. Some people want to think. Some people want a good performance. I kind of find that he's Charlie Kaufman's trying to do a little bit of everything. And I just like watching a guy be have fun uh, interpreting how he looks at art. Uh, I, I think it's less about the puzzleness of the movie. That's just my take on it. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I've seen it. I I didn't hate it or love it. I just was kind of more like, I can appreciate this guy because it's it's so his own thing and very unique. But it's like too heady for me to re- to really enjoy it. Um, it's a difficult so, watch. It, yeah, I mean, I didn't get I I couldn't really understand what he was going for, but I enjoyed the unpredictability of it. But at the end of the day, it's like I don't think I I. I appreciated it, but didn't enjoy it really at all. Yeah, that's but, totally fair. Yeah, but I, I'm also I think like as I get in older, I, I don't like love Charlie Kaufman that much. Right. I definitely appreciate every one of the movies I've seen by him, mm-hmm. but I don't enjoy them really. Yeah, Adaptation is probably the the one I do. Yeah, this and, is probably and, um, the puppet movie I'd like to even more. I, yeah, but, I mean, um, I think this is probably my least favorite because I love Synecdoche, New York, also. Um, yeah, I've never seen that one. So this is probably my least favorite of his movies that he's directed. I, yeah. I, I have read a lot of criticism that his his writing is best interpreted by somebody else, like the Spike Jones and Michelle Gondry movies. So maybe that's true. Um, I don't know, because my least favorite was... Uh, that's not my least favorite. I didn't like Eternal Sunshine that much either. But I think because it was like a little, it was so hyped for so many years that when I saw it, I didn't really care about it. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm thinking of any things. Um, yeah. I, Dan, I wouldn't recommend it to you. <laughs> yeah, you probably would. You probably would. <laughs> There's no like way it. he's going to like it. Yeah. No. There's no way. All right. Well, because it's Dave saying that, I'm going to see it and like it. Then. <laughs> you like won't. I'm going so to no, I'm, I'm I'm s- see it and try <laughs> and like it. You can, but I just don't, I don't, I don't think you're going to like it. Don't talk down. It's to me. also really funny. No, like, Dan, I'm not talking down like you're not no, gonna I understand don't. it. I just don't think it's if you don't like Terrence Malick, there's no way you're gonna like this movie. It's oh, way yeah. like <laughs> cinematic <laughs> masterpiece, Tree of Life, yeah. Uh no, shit. Boring yeah, exactly. Movie. If you don't um, like that movie, you're not yeah, gonna like no, this. I, no, this is I'm, I'm messing around. This, that's totally fair. And it's funny. Um, it's like funny and weird. Like like things happen. It's funny at points, yeah. We should move like, on, but like Tony Collette, like one scene she'll be talking and then the next scene she's old and you're like, wait, what's happening? Like it's just right, it's right. like bizarre. It's um, very bizarre. It's one of the most bizarre movies I've seen in, in a long time. Yeah. I think it's worth What's it called again? I'm thinking of ending things. I think it's worth a watch personally, but um you might probably won't like it, but you should watch it. Go ahead. We sh- we got to move on. Sorry, I talked too long. <laughs> uh, okay, number eight for Danny um, came out kind of recently. Uh, available on Hulu. It's called yeah, Run. No shit, buddy. It came out recently. Twenty twenty. It's all twenty twenty stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> my definition of recent would not include, I'd say, the first quarter of 2020. Okay, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't like it. <laughs> don't like your whole thing. I don't like your whole thing. Uh, have you guys heard of this movie, Run? Yeah. No. But, what is it? Did you see it, Brandon? No, I didn't. Okay. So it's on Hulu. Um, it is a thriller uh, starring Sarah Paulson. 
as oh, right. the yeah, yeah uh, she, mother. It's a mother daughter movie. So the daughter is being homeschooled by the mother Sarah Paulson. Um, the, so the movie paints a picture that the daughter is chronically ill, like she's in a wheelchair, she's diabetic, she's vomiting a lot, and don't want to reveal too much. But not everything is what it seems. And it's just about this thriller about kind of what happens with their relationship and what's actually going on. Unique movie, unique subject matter, uh, I'll say. Um, gets a little silly at parts, which is why it wasn't ranked higher. Like it's, you know, it's not like the best thriller. Um, and, but most of the movie is just them two. Like there's really not much else, Like which, it's, which is pretty interesting. Um, but it's worth a watch. It's a um, it's pretty cool. I think Brandon, I I would recommend you in particular to watch it. Uh, Dave, I'm I'm not gonna recommend anything to you. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry. Watch the Charlie Kaufman movie. No, I no. Honestly, I don't know if you'd be into this. You, you, actually, you might because it's like it gets kind of sillier, like not on purpose. Like I feel like I would like, like that. not on purpose. Yeah. Like. Where it's like, okay, is this movie actually good or is I it like, like kind of stupid? I like those movies. I like movies yeah, like, like that. Yeah. Um, I the most interesting part about it is the subject matter itself. Um, don't want to say anything more, but I watched it kind of recently, and it's it's worth a watch. It's it's also exciting and kind of fun and fucked up. So yeah. Okay. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, is it okay? Sorry, me again. Um, my number seven is. Uh, David Byrne's American Utopia, the concert film directed by Spike Lee from his uh, Broadway show. Great stuff. Um, a lot of old hits, but some stuff from his new album as well. Mm-hmm. Amazing band. They're all shoeless. They have like naked feet on the, on the, on the quite stage. A bit of feet. And it's, quite a bit of feet. Yeah, quite a bit of naked feet. Um, they're all wearing the same kind of suit. And it's like a deconstructed band in terms of like the drums. They're like all standing, playing like kind of singular parts right. of the drum set. So there's like a bass drum guy. There's a I think a cymbal person, a snare drum <laughs> person, and I I don't know how many people were in the band. Like ten or 10 yeah, or there's 12 a keyboard, or like that. drums, guitar, yeah, two singers and backup dancers. Very entertaining um, stuff, and of course I'm gonna love it. I love his music and. Spike Lee did a great job. A lot of really fun shots in there too. Yeah, um, great camera work. It great was cool to see. Yeah, I like how it was a different thing than Stop Making Sense. Like it was like a very different approach to you know working around Burn. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, if you like Stop Making Sense, you're definitely gonna like this. Yeah. Sorry, you're gonna like it. <laughs> Dan, I would recommend it to you. Yeah, I need to just jump into all things David Byrne and Talking Heads. I really haven't. It's been, yeah, it's I've been the best. It's just pure joy. To do that. The, like yeah. the movie, it's like just happy. Like you Very joyful. He, they're having a great time. They're smiling. He keeps going woo. Yeah. At the end of songs <laughs> and stuff. So yeah, it's it's very it's it's great. Yeah. My number nine or my number eight is one of two movies that is like a 2019 2020 deal where it was like in festivals and some people yeah. had it on their list last right. year because they critiqued it but it really was available this year for the mass consumption uh it is vitalina varela i don't know how to pronounce it the right way um okay did you see this dave no i don't know i don't know this one. Oh, 
uh, Pedro Costa's Vitalina Varela. He makes movies with like non-actors, and so this woman is, uh, her name is Vitalina Varela, but it's it's not a documentary, but it, it, it it's not. It's not a documentary, but it's based on her life, where her okay. husband left her 20 years prior um, to Portugal, and she couldn't afford to fly to him and then when she flies to him finally he had died the week prior and oh, so it's wow. about her in his house and like you have to watch this movie at night because it's the darkest movie i've ever seen and i don't mean like like i just mean like literally dark it's like the compositions are beautiful they look like paintings um but there's just shadows and black everywhere and um it's just like a it's an in, in, intense like gr- movie about like grief and it, seeing her raw because this is this woman's real life but she's acting it out what happened it's pretty it's pretty that's incredible. interesting yeah wow. so vitalina varela it's brazilian you said portuguese i think oh, portuguese I don't know. portuguese okay. yeah she's from cape verde and then they go to lisbon yeah so that's pedro costa's vitalina varela hmm Another one, no idea. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I mean, I didn't say this at the top of the show, but this probably goes without saying. I mean, I normally watch way more movies in a year, but I, you know, I just love going to the theater, and that was taken yeah. away this year, and that's just a huge part of why I just didn't see nearly as many movies. I, I just watched way more TV this year um, than movies, which is I've kind of been trending that way the last few years anyway. But uh, the the big budget theater experience movies, which absolutely would have topped my list normally. Like, you know, a lot of them the didn't, big... didn't come out too. They didn't come out. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, they didn't, <laughs> they just weren't released. They got pushed. Yeah. Right? Most, you know, like there was uh, black widow, the Marvel movie I probably would have had in here. <laughs> uh, maybe the bond movie. Right. You yeah. know, right. Yeah. You know, who knows? Um, so yeah. So I wanted to make sure to kind of, I know it's probably, it goes without saying, but that's like a big part of, you know, yep. what happened this year. He definitely, um, to try to see more artsy fartsy type movies <laughs> um, instead, but okay. Um, so now it's number seven. Number for Danny. Seven. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Number seven for Danny um, is the assistant. Do you guys know this movie? I do know about it. Yeah. Brandon, I think I we were texting, yeah, but did you see it? I didn't see it. No. Okay. So th- Leslie really pushed this one. This is another example of. Uh, Festivals last year. Uh, it was at T- Telluride, Telluride Film Festival, Telluride, um, in August 2019. Distributed this year by Bleecker Street in uh, January. Um, so last year into this year movie, The Assistant, uh, starring Julia Garner, who I mentioned already. On she's on Ozark and The Americans. Um, so this one, <laughs> not a movie I typically like, but. You know, I didn't see that many movies this year, and it is better than the ones I listed so far. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Very slow, deep burn, this movie. So it is... um, Even more than uh, American Utopia? What? Oh, because of uh, David. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, I would say undoubtedly. (laughs) (laughs) This one... um, So very minimal dialogue in this movie. Like, it is... Mm. there's entire scenes with nobody speaking and you're just kind of watching what's going on. Like it's, it is a slow, deep burn um, about the work life of an executive assistant in New York city. So she's working at this like movie production company. 
you never even see who she's working for. You just hear him. Oh. You see, you see emails that he sends, right? You, oh, like wow. it, it's just focused on her and her day to day. Like the movie takes place over like a couple days of this really high stress job uh, where she's an executive assistant. You know, she gets there like five in the morning. She leaves 10 o'clock at night. Like, like, like that kind of a, like an insane work That's environment. That's not a lot of sleep. No, uh, <laughs> um, it just it is incredibly like stressful and you could see like mentally it is yeah. borderline, it, maybe probably not even borderline, like mental abuse kind of like with what's really going on. Not much is really happening in this movie. It's just an examination of what a job like this is. Um, unique experience. Certainly don't, didn't feel like good. <laughs> afterward afterward like watching this and leslie really wanted to watch it because she has had jobs kind of like this right? right and that's like right in terms of like the scope of like responsibilities that she's had with like jobs she's had i don't think she's worked in i hope she hasn't worked in a super toxic environment like this movie is but um so she she loved it she definitely liked it a lot more than me just because there was a lot of relatable stuff there but yeah there's like a scene where she goes to hr and it's I don't want to reveal who it is, but it's an actor I really like, and it's it's just like a harsh reality of a job like this and working in a company like the movie, like a movie production type company. Um, but yeah, maybe watch it, but it's not exactly for me. So it's on my <laughs> list of stuff to watch. Yeah, I, to. I wanted to watch it as well. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's number seven for Donnie. Okay, so for me, it's number six. Number six. My number six is, we've all seen it, I'm, I know now, um, Sound of Metal. Okay, Sound of so Metal. I was actually going to propose when this movie came up that we wait until the last person ranks it to talk about it so we can just all talk about it together. I'm cool with that. That's fine. Does that make sense, Dan? Uh, yeah, sure. It's on my list, yeah. Uh, because it is also my number six. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we're just okay. going to wait until Dan mentions it and then we'll talk about it. Sure. I got to I got to talk about it. All right. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh so Brandon, it's also your number It's also my number 6. Okay. So we're back to me then, right? Yep. So number 6 for Danny is The Nest. Oh, uh, sorry. That's I why you were quiet. I want yeah, I wanted to wait. Um, oh, yeah, hell so yeah. saw The Nest. I'm excited. Sorry to disappoint you. I don't think I liked it as much as you did. Yeah, <laughs> just, I, I can see just that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it was, this was, I think I was texting you guys about a movie that was recommended to me by somebody that said it was their favorite this year. So that's why I watched it. Uh, don't agree with that. Uh, okay, here's the thing. The promotion of this movie is very interesting, right? It's promoted as like a thriller almost horror type movie. Right. And I, maybe that's a part of it's kind of what's interesting about it is how not that it is, but it has like horror elements yeah. in it too. But like, that's not at all what the movie's about. It was a little too slow for me, but there were some things about the movie. I loved Carrie Coon in particular. She steals the show. Right. Um, God, Jude Law, like, uh, you know, without revealing too much, she's, I you said, know. I said it's the first time in forever that he's been used properly, like, as, like, like a character. It's I, so perfect. I agree with you. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, he, you know, he appears to be this successful businessman, uh, moving his family from the U.S. Uh, back to the U.K. So right. that's what the movie's about. Um, takes place in the 80s, which... 
you could almost watch the whole movie and not really pick up on that. Right. I think honestly, which is another kind of interesting sort of thing. Um, if you watched it with the sound off, you would think it was The Shining because it's it's shot like a thriller horror movie, but it's a, right. it's a drama, and that's why I think the that's why I think it's like really effective because not every th- part of the movie is in a thriller, but parts of the movie are in a thriller. Yes, that that's that's very good. Yeah, it's um unique movie. Um, but yeah, I would I would recommend to anybody to to see it for sure. Um, yeah, because just because Carrie Coon in yeah, particular, she's so good. Um, yeah. And, and Jude Law's character, man. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. It, it was good. I'll, I will say that. That's my number six. Okay, number six. So my number five uh, <laughs> is a movie called "Let Them All Talk." Do you know about this one? Yes. Wait. Why is it not coming to me? Uh, Steven Soderbergh movie. Oh, the Meryl Streep one. <laughs> yeah. Was it good? I guess I, it's en- your five. I enjoyed it so much, but it wasn't really a great movie it was just like there's aspects of it and i think you you brandon would like it for the same reasons i think it's like yeah i i just like his style so it was entertaining um yeah i typically love a a good soderbergh yeah okay so it's it's a movie about meryl streep she's a novelist she's like pretty self-obsessed and um she is getting an award in england but she's afraid of flying is what the premise is. So she has to take a, a ship over to England. So she t- she takes like the Queen Mary too, and she asks if she can take like guests with her. So she brings along Diane Weist and um, Candace Bergen as like her two college friends. So oh, she has sounds, like not seen in thirty years. It sounds so and, good. <laughs> and then Lucas Hedges is her nephew, who she adores, and like he comes along with them too. Uh, and it's pretty funny. Like it's kind of catty and funny. It looks great. It's like one of the best looking films I've seen maybe all year. There's a lot of scenes of them. just like walking around the ship and there's no dialogue. And it just, it just plays like, uh, like spy, like oceans 11 type music. The like same it's music like, that he uses. <laughs> that's funny. Big right. band stuff. But it, there's like, I don't know why it's not that kind of movie. so it's that was just like making me laugh so much that they kept doing that and they shot Um, it in like coat like during covid okay it makes sense yeah because it's like it's a pretty much all on a cruise ship yeah um lucas hedges character is very funny he's like this idealistic kind of like kid who like looks up to these three ladies but like their friendship is shit it's 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 not great but it's (laughs) I really liked I, it. And, I just uh, always... <laughs> it felt, like, incomplete when I was watching it, too. Like, there's definitely scenes they could have added in that would have made more sense to the story. I heard someone say and that. And the ending is so weird and kind of a style jump and kind of a tone shift. I don't know. I enjoy. I it. like that about Soderbergh. I like that he just, like, writes things and just makes them. Like, he... And yeah, that, I've heard yeah, I people, do like, I do like say I like that... Him, that it's sometimes they feel incomplete, but like he's just he's just prolific. He just like goes. Yeah, ex- uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, and I like I like that a lot. Let them all talk. Let them all talk. I don't know why it's even called that. It doesn't make sense. To me. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't know about this one. Yeah, I just it just came out too recently. Okay. <laughs> it uh, came out recently, Dan. Came out recently, Dan. Shut up. <laughs> no, it came out like I think last week on HBO. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, well, based on what I know about, 
based on what I know about Dan and what how he's described some of the other movies, this is a movie that I would say Dan never watched this movie. Um, <laughs> if you want to talk about pace, you know, people say glacial. This is one of the most glacially paced movies that I've ever seen. Uh, uh, it's called Beanpole. Okay. Uh, <laughs> It's a Russian movie, uh, post-war. It's about a very tall woman whose nickname is Beanpole and her friend, and they're living in post-war Russia, and uh, Beanpole, like, suffers suffers from, like, PTSD, and she, like, freezes up. It's one of the most, like, brutally intense, like, some things that happen. I was like, are you Like, I was, like, in shock. I, I think you should watch it then, but you probably will be bored out of your mind. Maybe watch it on du- <laughs> maybe watch it on double speed if you can figure out a way to f- make that happen. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'll do what you do for podcasts. Recommend a movie on double speed. I like that. Uh, it's <laughs> Dave. You you'll you love this movie. Um, I rented it on Amazon. I watched it last night. Um, it is it's so so good, and there are just some really intense scenes the story is incredible uh it's just like emotionally tense and heavy and just like just like seeing how people lived you know then and what that lifestyle was like uh and sad and it's great beanpole love it beanpole haven't heard of it we'll put it on my list no not at all yeah another one that was like you make that up yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's another movie that was like like he was even nominated for an Oscar last year, but like it wasn't available until now. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. God, that would have been a really, really fun thing to do for the show. Each of us had to make up a movie title and premise. <laughs> see if we and can like see if, if we can like, get it by the person. Any, anybody, yeah, yeah, see if, if you any, could. yeah, convincing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That would have been, been really silly and fun. Um Okay, so we're at number five. Yeah. All right, so Brandon's, I mean, definitely right with his assessment of what I like to watch, especially based on what I'm putting at number five above The Nest, which he clearly loved. Number five for Danny is Birds of Prey. Oh. Birds of Prey is the, oh, the, um, what's her name? <laughs> the Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn movie. I, I thought you liked this one, Brandon. Uh, I don't know. Was, I remember you telling me you liked it. It was better than I thought. I thought it was going to be terrible. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'm breaking it too high, but I watched it this week. I'm uh, so very recently, Hello. Dave. What? Can you not hear me? Can you not hear me? Dave, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Brandon. Hello. I think he froze. I hear some. I hear clicking. Is That's that you, me. Dave? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought that was him. That's why I was like, oh, what are you it's, doing? It's a nervous tick I have. Should <laughs> you just start clicking? Yeah. Click, 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 click. Yeah, so you think Beanpole's real or or what? <laughs> Dude, listen, I just there's I just Googled this. There is no movie called Beanpole. Brandon just he, made, he made this up. up. I think we got to talk about this. I think he's psychotic. <laughs> like, of all premises to make up a movie about post-war Russia? Yeah. What is, what's going on with him? I don't know. I heard that they can't even... They don't even make movies in Russia anymore. I, I know. That's like... Well, like did he think he could just sneak this by us and have us like not not notice? Wow. So you were saying Birds of Prey. Yeah. So my number five uh, for 2020 is Birds of Prey. Um, yeah, I guess I was hoping you liked this one a little more, Brandon. <laughs> 
Um, it's, uh, I watched it this week. Maybe I'm ranking it a little bit too high, but it just goes back to just my enjoyment of the experience, right? This is a movie I know I would have loved in the theater. Like, I, you know, it was, I loved, like, the cinematography, like, the colors. Like, it's very much, this is very much a comic book, like, movie. Like, it is watching a comic book on screen. I, you know, I loved it. It's the full title is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So it's, it's like a direct follow-up to Suicide Squad, which I didn't bother seeing because I heard it's the worst movie ever. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. It's R-rated, incredibly violent, like way more than I thought uh, it was going to be. Um, you know, within the, uh, you know, the DC comic universe, Margot Robbie is the, uh, she's with, the Joker, um, the, the love interest of the Joker. This movie is about they just broke up and she's pissed, <laughs> and um, and it's about like her just like kind of going on a rampage. It's like a criminal post breakup with the Joker. The Joker's not in the movie. Um, it's a focus, and it's called Birds of Prey because that's like the the female group that becomes formed like at of these criminals well one of them is is a detective <laughs> actually that's um rosie perez R- rosie perez <laughs> yeah. yeah um ewan mcgregor is the villain <laughs> okay i was gonna say the saving grace of the movie is that ewan mcgregor Dude. is having the time of his life in that movie he, this is such a fun funny role for him he is such an over-the-top ridiculous villain yeah um, agreed. his dialogue is so dumb oh my oh my god it's uh, he, yeah, he was so fun to watch. It was great. Uh, Margot Robbie does an excellent job as this too. Like it's it is a truly insane character. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, do you know that actress, mm-hmm. Brandon? Mm-hmm. She's so she's the huntress. This is just another person from Fargo. She's in Fargo season three that I love. Um, uh, she was also in Ten Cloverfield Lane, great movie. Um, she's the lead in that one. But yeah, she's Scott a character. Pilgrim. Right, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, so she's um, one of the uh, birds of prey in this one as well. Very fun. And DC continues their kind of universe. It continues to be pretty good, like like lately, right? Whereas it started off pretty shitty and it's gotten better. Um, Like, yeah, I would put this one like just as good as like uh, Shazam, if you saw Shazam. Like it was like just as good as that, I think. Probably not as good as Wonder Woman, not as good as Aquaman, but on par with Shazam. If that means anything to anybody, uh, I like. Shazam. <laughs> I, I I thought Shazam. I thought Shazam was great. I I liked that movie a lot. Yeah, Shazam was cool. Um, uh, new Wonder Woman certainly on my wish list. Really want to see that. Excited for that Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Christmas Day. Um, Christmas Day. But yeah, that's my uh, my number five. I. Yeah, I watched it and I was just like smiling, enjoying it the whole time. It was it was a movie theater experience at home, which, you know, it really didn't get this year. So it was nice. Did you change your sound system at all? No, I need it. That's the Did one. You, uh, that's the upgrade up? I need. Did you bulk up, upgrade? <laughs> I do have a bigger TV now. Yes. Oh, you got that subwoofer? <laughs> I, sh- I should. That Dolby 7.1? <laughs> all right. Well, um,. Great. Um, my number four. I th- we've all seen this one too. Bo Rat, subsequent movie film. My number four. I'm guessing it. It's 
probably on Dan's list if he he's only yeah, seen it's, yeah, it's yeah, the only movies only... I've seen, so yeah. <laughs> yeah is it on your not list, on my list. Okay. No. So that's just me talking about it then later. Well, I mean, you guys will talk about it together, but Oh yeah, I'll wait until you um Okay. That's fair. Brandon can still chime in. Yeah, right, yeah, of course. Yeah, right. yeah, you can't say yeah. anything about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Brandon, you cannot speak on it. <laughs> um, All right. So it's Brandon's turn now for number okay, four. Okay, now I don't know what the status is of this movie, so if anyone saw it, I guess you can chime in, or if you don't want to spoil it, but number four for me is Possessor. Didn't see it. Did not see Possessor. You guys should have watched it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So this is Brandon Cronenberg's movie, who is the son of David Cronenberg, famous body horror director of The Fly and, you know, a bunch of great stuff. And this movie is fucked up. (laughs) This movie is wild. Um, It's probably not like, it's probably not better than some of these other ones like Beanpole and Vitorino in particular, but it is so much fun. Um... It's about like an assassin uh, who goes into the body of a person. Um, My God! To commit a crime, and so she's controlling the man. Um, and there's like some body horror stuff. I mean, it's like it's very violent. It's very fucked up. It's very weird. It's very imaginative. Just really well done. I love it so much. I watched it twice in a row. <laughs> um, it's a, get, it. Getting back to your uh, hump report persona. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I watched a lot of Cronenberg movies this up. summer. Um, it's just like, it's an, it's intense. Um, Is it scary? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say. Hmm. Yeah, I'd watch it. I didn't watch it because I, I wanted to watch all the things that were on my services. It was right. It's only available for renting. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to spend a dime this week. <laughs> I have so many fucking subscriptions. Might as well exhaust that. I think it's, yeah. it's probably like a dollar on YouTube. No, it's, it's probably. No, oh, is it really? It's YouTube, five bucks. YouTube movies are pretty it's cheap. Five bucks. It's usually three or four, five bucks. I think it's, ex- it may be exclusive to Amazon though. I don't remember. Ah, okay. Some of them do that. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah. Possessor number four. Um, okay. So Danny's turn. Number four. Could be on one of your guys' lists, maybe. Uh, number four for Danny is The Trial of the Chicago 7. I haven't seen it. Not on my list, so we can talk about it. But you saw it. Okay. Yeah. Um, love this one. Really into really into this movie. Um, so written, directed by Aaron Sorkin. Um, great big cast, right? You know, great actors. Uh, you got JGL in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eddie Redmayne, Sasha Baron Cohen, Michael Keaton. Um, yeah, about the group of anti-Vietnam War protesters being charged for inciting a riot and conspiracy. Um, and uh, incredibly relevant movie. Um, just all the characters and their role in this and just, you know, depicting a just a very fucked up time in the U.S. Um, and them being basically, you know, treated horribly and not fairly. Um yeah, I I thought it was solid. What did you think about this movie, Brandon? Um, I was a little annoyed by it, just because <laughs> I just don't think that Sorkin's a good director. Like between Molly's Game and this, um, 
it was good i enjoyed it but also like the ending and like like was made up like that's not how it happened and oh is that true like there's one thing with artistic license but when you like put like the big like emotional finale on 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 like a part of history that didn't happen that way i think is pretty weird oh i didn't know that yeah um Knowing that, yeah, I would especially because it's like a very cinematic moment. It's the yeah, it's it's huge in the movie, and then yeah. it's like it's like no, that's not <laughs> that's not how it happened. So, I thought it was good. The performances were good. Sasha Baron Cohen was great. Yeah, um, and the writing is good. Like Sorkin is he's is Borat. Great... Oh, <laughs> fuck! All right. <laughs> okay, well that now it's in my top ten. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it's not wait, that I did. that was Borat. <laughs> uh it's not that i didn't like it but i just think it, it it was just like like the way that it was it just doesn't like it didn't feel like a courtroom movie and you know i like my courtroom movies true uh, yes and forgot, it just like the way that, the way that it was staged it was just kind of we- like it felt weird um wait so it was a courtroom drama or a legal thriller political courtroom drama right oh, yeah. so you wouldn't like it anyway <laughs> yeah is that enough paperwork? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, there's, there's not nowhere, enough process or paperwork. Enough process or paperwork. <laughs> no scene at Staples. And like, I don't know, bad wigs too. But anyway, I like. I did like it. It's it's just super relevant this story. Yeah. With with everything this year. Um, yeah. It's it would have been cooler if you watch. ranked it at seven. That's like, as like style as a style. <laughs> if I could just make a note on style, if you did it at seven, that would have been cooler. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, like, and I guess it easily could have been with my stupid ranking. And like now I'm looking at it, I should have put the five bloods at five for me just because it's stylistically that looks better. Yes. Right. But it was my number three. I, I put it at number three, which is next, right? Isn't it me? Which is next. Yeah. Yeah. The five bloods. Saw it last night. Great modern Spike Lee. I should have chimed in earlier, but um, um, definitely went in a direction i wasn't expecting brandon like yeah it, it, it starts off one movie and then it's like really veers off into like an almost like an action film yeah which is very interesting um yeah. great this sort of uh, i that's probably my favorite performance is the delroy it's it's uh, unbelievable Lindell. it's probably my favorite performance it's um and also the use of the marvin Gaye songs throughout like i'm a, i'm obviously a huge marvin Gaye fan but really cool how they use it it's like a bunch of songs from the what's going on album mm-hmm. uh, used throughout and i was going to mention one thing i do like about spike lee even though he has a huge point of view it's like you know what his point of view is when you watch the movie he always does show other sides even maybe it's not like it's not equal like he doesn't show the vietnamese side as much as he shows like the, the black vietnam war vets side mm-hmm. but he does show that there's there's they're not like all correct you know what i mean like a, right th- that one side is better than the other he kind of shows that every every side of human no matter what side of you're on there's nuance and like no one's perfect on either side Agre- even though one like the black like they clearly got very screwed over i mean in american history just throughout but right especially during that time period it's from that point of view but there is a little bit about the Vietnamese side too. Yeah, not a lot, but a little bit. Right, and that's something he's always always done. Even in like do the right thing, you yep. do kind of you have um, some kind of emotion for the racist characters. Kind of you kind of like not necessarily yeah. you, you like them, but you're like okay, 
at least there's humanity there. You know right. what I mean? That, yeah. I, that's what I like about Spike Lee. Is there's always like you understand it, the perspective of who, the characters always. Yeah, like the Delroy Lindo character is very complicated. Like it's he's kind of a very fucked up character. Yeah. Um, like Dan, he's a Trump supporter, and that's a whole thing. Like he's a he's a black um vet who goes back and he's like wearing like a MAGA hat, um, and Whoa. he's just like he's like the lead guy. Yeah. Um, and you know, like Spike Lee is not a he's a he hates Trump. He's yeah. very on record being anti-Trump, so it's interesting. Yeah, but you get to still see his humanity. It's not even like this guy is a bad guy necessarily. Wow. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I, I was gonna say like his movies are always sloppy, kind They're of always, like in your face, like always. Yeah. But that's what I like about them. Like there's a lot of passion there. It's yeah. always very vibrant. So there's they're never like perfect, except for no. do the right thing is right perfect. I but agree. like, yeah. Anyway, it's not completely one sided. No, I I agree, and that's why like I didn't like knock it. It's not like I knocked it like purposely. It's just it not you know it's in the middle of the pack of Spike for me in general. But it's it's incredible yes. to watch him make action like an action yeah you know, stuff yeah, like it was really interesting. And I don't want to spoil it for Dan, but there's a scene like a very tense scene in the middle of it, um, aside from the monologue, but a scene which was like it was crazy, um, yeah, and like fucked up. Uh, yeah. great movie. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, absolutely on my wish list. Want to see it. You know, I, I've really, really enjoyed every Spike Lee movie I've seen. So yeah, this, I'm sure this won't be any different. All right. So my number three is Baccarat. Uh, this one's Brazilian, Dave. Okay. This movie is so interesting and weird uh it's about a little town called baccarat um and uh, they notice that their town has been erased from gps and maps (laughs) and then (laughs) udo kier my like favorite guy now is like leading a team of like weird uh like a crew um and it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, I don't even know how to, d- to describe it. It's like a, it's not, it, it feels like a horror movie, but it's not a horror movie. It's like a zombie movie, but there are no zombies. It's just like an action. I, I, it's so hard to describe. It's so strange. I really recommend it. Um, I really don't even know how to, how to explain it well. Um, but it's just this little town and things start to go weird and there's guns and um yeah back around back around back around where can i watch this renting it on amazon uh i watched it over the summer i think i did one of the screenings for this one i did a couple of the, i can't remember okay um yeah udo kier is, is insane in this which guy he, is that the um Remember, he's like in, uh, what would you know in front that we talked about? Oh, well, he's in Ace Ventura. He's in Armageddon. He's like the doctor. Oh, I got he's it. I got Dracula it. Dracula guy. That's who I was thinking of. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Um, it's a, it's a pretty wild movie. You, got, you guys would both love it. It's like. It sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it, it like if you watch it would make more sense if this was like a, like a B movie from the 80s. Like even the poster kind of makes it look like that. Like it's just like this, like yeah, 
Yeah, immersing the poster and like it's like a it. western. It's like a it's like a west. It's like a weird western. Weird western. Uh, okay. Um, sounds like a game that I could see you being getting really into, Brandon. <laughs> Baccarat. <laughs> yeah. Weird, like uh, board game. Definitely yeah. sounds like a game. Yeah. Like Baccarat. <laughs> Isn't that a game? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I have but, no but idea. Baccarat is a is a game. Yeah. Baccarat. Like, like a casino game. Baccarat. He's a composer. <laughs> Backgammon. I've been playing a lot of Baccarat recently um, <laughs> on a lot of Baccarat forums. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Danny's number three. Three. Danny's number three is Borat. Borat. <laughs> yeah. But it, <laughs> it's Borat. Yeah. Wait, okay. You keep saying Borat. <laughs> nobody. I've always called it Borat. Nobody's. Nobody on earth says it like. like <laughs> Borat. No other person. Borat. It's a southerner pronunciation you familiar with the but the bow rat yeah <laughs> uh subsequent movie film um <laughs> so brandon's not in your list you said no but i love i love it uh yeah this yeah this is this had to be again small sample size for me it had to be pretty high just um really enjoyed this one better than the original maybe i think so maybe, maybe in some ways um well, in certain just, ways yeah i saw the original like right after i saw the, this one Oh, that's, and I did that's like weird. it better. That's weird. <laughs> Why? You just saw the first one for the first time? No. No, I still I was in theaters when I watched it with you. I haven't seen it since oh, right. 2006 okay. or whatever. <laughs> I forgot. I watched the second one and I was like, "All right, I'm going to watch this first one now." Oh, okay. And I I I mean I it maybe is because times have changed a little bit, but I did enjoy this one more. I was really into it. The um the 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 girl in it is unreal. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah she's right there with Sasha Baron Cohen and being like fearless and like willing to do these things. You know these social stunts. You know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's an amazing act of bravery on <laughs> both parts. I, I, always, honestly, it's 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 amazing. Yeah. I just I need to read more about it because, like, you know, there's the whole thing where he's living with those southern dudes <laughs> how long was yeah. he there was that I weeks week? that he was just living with these dudes i think he was there like, for a few weeks and like you they like we've talked about already like you said like the way that they transition into the pandemic yeah and like how he repivoted oh the God. movie to be based around the pandemic genius very genius very impressive um, and I've told you guys my favorite scene by far is the uh, the debutante the, ball, the, debutante the ball. dance the yeah. dance that they do like so many just oh fucked up God. old men in this movie. Just like at any every opportunity to say something terrible, they do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. He like, even t- he even takes it too far. I think which we talked about in like the one scene. He does. The one yeah. scene. The the Jewish thing. Oh yeah. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I heard that. That's the only time he ever broke character like on set to like talk to the old Jewish ladies because like <laughs> they were so nice to him. He went into yeah, a they synagogue. Were, they were so yeah. sweet. It was insane. Yeah. yeah. I think it was genius. And also, it kind of made me nostalgic for this old comedies, I guess. Like, a old style of comedy. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of comedies in recent years. But, like, something is about being, like, in the moment of that. And then him, like, twisting it to make it so, like, about our modern culture. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I don't know. It's one of the best comedies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. It, sure. it was great to just not rehash it and, hey, here's more weird situations. Like, there was some of that, but it was all, like, for a bigger purpose and, like... Right. Yeah. It, Which is it, ultimately why I think I liked it more, because it yeah. felt like it had a true purpose, this movie. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It was released, like, right before the election. Right. And yeah, yeah. The whole premise is him trying to get to Pence, and he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and then yeah. there's the infamous Giuliani scene, man, and it lived up to the hype with how creepy and weird that was, and awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well, yeah. What a, it was. <laughs> I mean, nobody can really make you feel like the cringe, like quite like him. Like really. Yeah, of all the cringe <laughs> comedy we've had in the yeah. last decade or more. It's him and then Ben Stiller. <laughs> I feel like it's him and then like Nathan. Nathan. Yeah, yeah. no, Na- yeah, Nathan yeah. Fielder. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Nathan's yeah. yeah, the master. Um, and then Ricky Gervais. <laughs> it's kind of true, actually. It, it really is. Yeah, true. Gervais yeah. is. Yeah, you ever watch some of his HBO shows, Gervais? Yeah. You ever see? I, uh, I, do, I mean, yeah. uh, he's an insane guy, but I do always pretty much like his stuff. Yeah. Did you watch Extras? Extras was yeah. crazy. Extras yeah. 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 All right. Uh, but yeah, so that was your number three. Worth a watch for anybody. It's insane. Um, okay, yeah, I, I highly recommend Bo Rat. Bo Ricard. Okay, my my number two is um, I think Brandon has seen this, but it's The Invisible Man. Oh, the movie with Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Do you, Dan, have you seen this? It's it's number one on my wish list. I put this first. I really okay. wanted to see this. I didn't get a chance to see it. I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, terrific performance. I mean, perfectly cast. Like, you couldn't cast anybody but her for this type of, type of role. Yeah. And this time period? <laughs> Come on. But it's it's a cool story, too, because I, I didn't know until after I watched it that they originally were going to do, like, a like a uh, Tom Cruise, the Mummy-style yeah. remake of The Invisible Man. Yeah. Yeah. But since that flopped, they just like went in a completely different direction. So it's kind of like an indie horror thriller film instead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's this amazing, it's an amazing performance. Very enjoyable, very inventive. Uh, great modern repurposing of the of the universal character. Yeah. Is it better than Kevin Bacon's Hollow Man? Oh yes. Haven't seen it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is Paul it. Verhoeven, but it's not great. But yeah, I loved I loved Invisible Man. I thought it was a great like use of that that story and how they made it work. Yeah, the performance is so good. Um, you know, it's a it's a woman in an abusive relationship. Yeah, I need to, yeah I need to see it. Yeah, yeah I forgot. I don't about want to spoil it. it, but you would really like it, Dan. Yeah, yeah. You, would, you would definitely would. Yeah, I heard nothing but really good things. Very about good, it. very very good. So my number two, I kind of don't want to say it because I have a feeling it's Dave's number one, and I. So unless you think I should say it and then we can Why wait. Why not say it? Well, cause then I don't, I guess it would spoil, but it doesn't matter. My number. Okay. So my number two is first cow. Yeah. Um, yeah that's my number one. Okay. Wow. Um, I've heard of this movie. I don't know much about it. It's, it's amazing. It's like, right, Dave. It's like, yeah, it's, loved it. It's incredible. Really, really loved it. Yeah. Oh, so it's my number one. Yeah. Um, it's, I can't believe you spoiled that, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Kelly Reichert's the director. Um, it takes place in like frontier times, uh, and um, it's about 
capitalism and our man's relationship with nature and friendship and is it a family that comes to the u.s is that what it is no i'm thinking of something else then sorry but it, i don't know what the movie's about then it's like basically about of these two guys one's chinese and one is like i guess he's in a, from baltimore right the one dude yeah mm-hmm. and um they're both in a settlement and there's like a there's like a British guy who has a cow and there's yeah. no cows around them. Yeah. And then it, the movie just becomes them like stealing milk in the night from this cow <laughs> and selling biscuits to the market. Yeah. And it's that, such a specific plot that I didn't know that the, the movie was about, about that. <laughs> and in fact, I saw the trailer and I was like, this movie looks like it's going to suck. I saw the trailer like three times and everybody I know like really loved this movie. I was like, I feel like I'm going to think it's like cheesy and not like it's going to be like a too much of like a schmaltzy movie. It's really not like that at all. It's just a, it's just a really, I mean, it's kind of slow paced, but it's like, it's pretty funny too. Yeah. It's, it's really a very funny. entertaining film. And Orion Lee, I think his name is mm-hmm. that, that he's like, he's one of the best performances too. I think he's my second favorite of yeah. the year. It, it, yeah. yeah but it's, it's about their friendship too. It's basically about their friendship and like, I don't know. It's a pretty small story. It's a very small story. But yeah. like, there's also there's also a lot of really cool themes. Like the the other guy says, like you know, history hasn't like caught up here yet. Um, yeah. And it's just about like like thinking that like like you know like colonialism and all that stuff. It's it. There's a lot of really cool ideas. Yeah. Out there's there. a lot of cool themes in it. Yeah. For sure. It's really good. You should definitely. But watch it. you don't even have to think about that to enjoy no, the movie. No. Yeah. Yeah. You can just watch moo moo gang just watch them steal milk yeah it, it gets kind of like oh fuck like they're gonna get caught <laughs> yeah it's in- <laughs> like <laughs> them stealing milk becomes like an intense thing oh, yeah. not intense but like a little there's a little bit of tension there and and i saw it in the summer so what do they call it? it's like oily but like bread like what do they call oily the- cakes oily cakes yeah yeah is what they start selling it becomes a smash hit um hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah first cow dan, dan i think you would actually like it i yeah. think you would i mean you guys both put it very high music. so I, mean, I have to see this yeah i mean yeah yeah and it's on like every list yeah I, yeah i've yeah, seen yeah, yeah, like yeah. the title yeah, yeah thrown around just wasn't didn't re- read too much into it also available on showtime okay that's how i saw it it's showtime all right so that was my number two <laughs> so dan you're number two danny's number two we could all talk about it now sound of metal Oh, okay. Sound of Metal. Sound Wait, of have me- you not said it? No. Oh, you didn't say I, it. I'm the okay, one okay. that hasn't said Brandon, it yet. Brandon it was, said it. Okay. It was on both of your lists already, right? Right, yeah. right. Um, so this one, yeah, I this one took me by surprise with like how unique and, and, and cool it was and good. Um, yeah. Uh, this is another Toronto Film Festival movie from last year, but then came out this year on Amazon. Um, it's a 2019, 2020 movie. Uh, starring Riz Ahmed. Um, I first saw him, I don't know about you guys, HBO miniseries, The Night Of, where he's amazing in that. Right. Uh, that's a, a that. really cool miniseries. Um, he's also in Rogue One and uh, Nightcrawler. Oh. Um, oh, I've seen him in yes. those movies. Yeah. yeah he, okay, um, Nightcrawler, he's really good, yeah. So, um, 
it's about a drummer, a metal drummer, by the way, the band he's in is insane. I love, I like, that's another thing I wanted to make sure to talk about with you guys, but it's just broadly for the listeners. If you're not familiar with this, it's a drummer who starts to lose his hearing and yeah. just the whole movie is about, but that experience is, uh-huh. I really appreciated what they do with the sound editing, the sound design, and, and the sound design, great stuff. Yeah. Unbelievable. Great really work. make you feel what he's going through. And it's like, Oh and it's crushing. It's crushing. It's, crushing. it's yeah. really, yeah. It's, yeah. I, honestly, in, in many years, this would be my number one. Like I just viscerally loved this movie. Yeah. Like yeah. on an emotional level, I just, I, I was like the, the the guy who like runs the house the actual deaf guy that he you know communicates yeah. with that's my favorite performance of the year like that that wow. guy made that okay. guy made me cry with how just like gentle and like sad his face was when he like oh my god that yeah. that movie I I just love that movie bad movie name can we talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mentioned I, I wrote about that. Well, Sad of metal. I just made a small Wait, review you? of it on, on my letterbox. Yeah. Oh, you did. You said the same thing. A great movie, but this title sucks, right? Um, yeah, it's I, one of the worst titles I've ever seen. That's that's what I wanted to bring up too. Was that like I heard the title, I saw the trailer, and I was thinking this movie's gonna not be good. I'm not I gonna had the watch. Same this. feeling. And yeah. then you then you said it was really good, and I think. Oh, you both of you guys said it was great. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll watch it just so I, we can talk about it on the show. Uh, but that, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why it's called that. It looks like it, a documentary. Like, I kept thinking it was a documentary when I saw like, the poster. Because he's a metal drummer. It's just so cheesy. He's a metal drummer. Right. But is it because, like, he ends up getting, like, an, um, a surgery that makes his, like, hearing well, distorted? I See, I thought, like, the... Sound of Metal so, was going to pivot around the moment on the slide where he's like drumming slide. on the slide to yeah. the kid. Oh, but okay. it, that, it wasn't but you, a big enough moment to make it like connect. Do, like, you know what I'm, do you know what I mean though? Like, yes, yes. He started hearing more of a cacophony that, of sound after he had yeah, the surgery. That third right. act that is so devastating. It was more distorted than even the music that he played on yeah. the stage. Right. So it kind of, I did, it wasn't as, once I thought about that, I was like, okay, it kind of makes sense that it's called Sound of Metal, but it's still kind of a bad title. They could have done better than that. Yeah. And the trailer was really bad. It made it seem like it was just like going to be super cheesy. I didn't even see the trailer. I, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't watch the, the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> because like every time I watch an Amazon show, like they will still have like a trailer for a movie that, that they are showing on there. Yeah. So right. since it was on Amazon, I saw that trailer like three or four times and I was <laughs> like, there's no way this is going to be good. But I think he's yeah his performance Riz's so, performance was probably yeah maybe yeah I'd probably rank it as three per, yeah as of my personals yeah so yeah. good I hope so he gets good. I hope he gets nominated yeah um, so yeah, so sad yeah. like I I it's just such like a like a devast like you said devastating movie like yeah from and, so and, many aspects yeah and them also bringing it in the fact that he's an addict too yes made it even like deeper of a of a of a struggle for him yeah yeah because like it's like where can he get relief right this guy like he's going it's insane he's he's literally a musician and then like he is an also an addict like in in the middle of a relationship so i kind of liked how they played out the relationship too i did too i really thought it was like i really have nothing bad to say about like about it like i almost like i wanted to put it higher 
but I just I don't know. It's just it's just such an emotional experience. Like, yeah, definitely something I would love to watch again. I was like really touched by the story, and like I I like I I knew sign language when I was a little kid, um, mm. just because I had a friend that was down has down syndrome and like i wish i just wish i remembered it and like i wish that i like kept up with it um, oh wow yeah because and those just some of those scenes like like we said with the sound design it was just like really really intense yeah i gotta really think about like how much of his, his performance was was like insane because like I think he had to learn drumming and also sign language. Yeah. And then also portray someone who's losing their hearing and going well, all through all that. Let's be honest. Does he really learn drumming? <laughs> well, okay. But it's at least convincing <laughs> enough. You know, I know. Convincing like, enough. It's convincing yeah. I know. enough. I know. Because the thing is, but... the band is not that good. <laughs> no, right? Is no. that the whole... <laughs> they're like... It seems like they're pretty popular and... Right. It's not a good band. It's a weird <laughs> mixture of like... It's, it's an like experiment. It's just noise. It's an experimental... It's, like, it's more noise rock. It's, it's very yeah. noise rock. It's very experimental. Like, I wanted yeah. to make sure to highlight that like with you guys. Screamo, like, noise rock? Yeah. Like, she's like, poet, poet, poetry? Yeah, it's like, it's like poetry over... thrash punk. Yeah, kind of hardcore beats. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible band, but I can see p- someone liking that. Liking it, yeah. <laughs> and just just in general the deaf community like not really represented on, you know, in mo- in movies, you know, too free. Yeah. So it's really yeah. great to see. Right, and then I, everybody who was deaf other than Riz was actually a deaf person, right? I was yeah. going to ask is like is that cuz yeah, it's like the main the guy like he is deaf. The teacher was deaf. I think they're the, all. They, they probably all were, were all deaf. Because yeah. I know the teacher was too. Yeah. Okay. And the kids. But it was interesting. I mean, this is a kind of a spoiler, but we all saw it. But um, I read somewhere, and I I don't know where this was coming from. If he was like a person of the deaf community or not, but how he he got kicked out for having the surgery. Someone said they thought that was so weird that like he was like excommunicated almost because he wanted to like improve on his condition yeah that i think actually weird the whole the whole nature of the place is maybe the thing i had the biggest questions about just like real i i mean i i could see the the rationale because he's like you know we don't treat hearing as it's something that needs to be fixed you know and like if we have you parading around like you fixed this thing then that's going to send a bad message to the kids right yeah but i think that makes the movie even more interesting that it does yeah he gets kicked out of that community right and And then like the third act the third act is so depressing and and just like oh my god he spent all this time trying to get to this point and I don't want to say too much more, but you know, yeah, but like, and like, then he goes, he goes and meets a Bond villain. Uh, her dad is from Quantum of Solace, um, right? Yeah, and she's <laughs> she's great too. Uh, she yeah. was the girl in Ready Player One, Olivia Cook, right? Oh, right. Okay, love Ready Player One. Um, yeah, I mean, this um, it was something. It, it was, was really great. Yeah, yeah. really great. Really movie. great. Um. Don't be deceived by the title or or trailer. Yeah, yeah. It is not a metal documentary. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> so that was your number two, right? That was my number. Danny's number two. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah, so my number one was first, first cow. cow. So Brandon. So now Brandon. Brandon's number yep. one. So yeah, my number one is never, rarely, sometimes, always. Um, ah. Saw this title again. Don't know what it is. Yeah, I put this on my list because I I saw it in a lot of places, but I haven't seen it. God, this movie just like this one like really messed me up it's so it's about two young girls one girl is on her way to get an abortion 
and they have to go to Penn. They're from Jersey, and they have to go to Pennsylvania. No, they're from Pennsylvania. They have to go to New York. Um, and she's like 18 or 19, or maybe actually, I think she's 17. Um, and so the movie's not about like should she get an abortion. It's no, she's getting the abortion, and this is what she has to go through to get it. And once the title clicks uh, about what's happening, it, it's like it's just like wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Um, really intense, really, really sad. It's just like, and it's like these two girls, uh, I think they're both like just young musicians that never acted. I think maybe one of them had acted in a couple of things, but just like, it, it feels like you're watching real, kind of like the Vitalina movie I was saying, where it's like, except this isn't based on their story. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so, so good. Highly recommend Okay, yeah. I'll definitely watch it now. Okay. Added. I'll, I'll bump it up in my list. Added. My, yeah, in my queue. I, I, it was honestly going back and forth between First Cow and this. Like, I had First Cow, number one of the year, for a very long time. And then I rewatched Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, and was like, oh, yeah, this is this is my favorite. Uh, okay. Uh, number one on Danny's list... Because of just how I felt exiting this movie, it just, of all the movies I've listed so far, I just felt the best after seeing this one. <laughs> Palm Springs. Oh, Palm <laughs> Springs, right. Yeah. <laughs> Number one for Danny's Palm Springs. It's the uh, the new Groundhog Day. Annie Samberg. <laughs> um, nothing negative to say about it, you know? And that's why I think it's, it's my number one spot. It's just like a feel-good, enjoyable movie. It's not like the greatest movie, you know? It's... Um, but it's something I would recommend anybody to see. Um, it's very funny. It's one of the better comedies I've watched in a while. Um, is it better than Bo Rat? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, mean I, I put I ranked funnier. it higher. Is it funnier? Is it funnier? Funnier than more laughs, Borat. more laughs for me, or no? I don't know. That's that's actually a, that's a good one. That's a good. Okay. Borat. Borat. I definitely. I laughed, I, I, I like recorded your laughs. Borat. I definitely laughed harder. <laughs> I would say I laughed harder, but more often. I don't know. Really, okay. really, uh, really enjoyed that one. It was something. I really like Palm Springs. Uh, yeah, I I didn't expect any of you guys to have it ranked. Like, if you saw, <laughs> like, I didn't see it. Uh, Dave, you should watch it. It's it's yeah, just, I'll it, check it out. Andy Samberg is is tough not to really like him, you know. And the um, I don't remember. Christina, I don't know her name. The female Christina lead. Milioti or something. Yes, she, another Fargo person. <laughs> she's in Fargo. She season was two. the mother yeah. on the titular How I Met Your Mother. Oh, spoiler! Right. <laughs> Come on, dude. I was pl- I was planning on binging that. <laughs> yeah, Palm Springs. I don't even know if that's really in my honest opinion, but I just remember watching it earlier this year and like really feeling great. <laughs> it fun. sounds like a, a, a great weekend at Palm Springs. <laughs> in a, and, uh, in a year where it, you know you're just not feeling great throughout most of it. That movie was like I uh, felt great after after. Well, watching. the thing yeah. I yeah. like about it, and I don't I won't spoil it for Dave or for um, anyone else, but the fact that how they address the situation that they're in is something that all the movies that do this type of thing, yeah. they went in a direction that I really liked about it. Yes. It was a very cool and unique spin on this. Yeah, and um, Same thing with Happy Death Day. I know that wasn't this year, but that was another movie that <laughs> took the same like trope and yes. did like, a really cool thing with it. And like I'm just a sucker for anything involving some kind of time travel or time loop 
Type right. and any kind of time fuckery, I, I'm I'm in. Time fuckery, yeah, I'm time I'm fuckery. in. That's I love um, that. Like Brandon loves paperwork, I love time fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that was our top ten. That was a good list. Lots of good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not confident about my list at all, but I, I just didn't see that many movies. This my list this year is similar to like what Dave's list was. Then maybe not for movies. There was a list where Dave like had a music my, list. Movies always see a good amount, but. I, Music was horrible. Yeah, it was your music list? Like, that's what it was. Ago. Dave's music yeah. list. Where it was literally everything I listened to. It was like five <laughs> albums I listened to yeah, that came right. out that year. Yeah, so consider it similar to that one. But yeah, I'll just like probably permanently. Well, maybe not permanently, but TV. I just get I get well, more from it these days. But now I've got more movies to add to the list. Hopefully, we can go back to the movie theater soon because I do cherish that experience. I think all three of us kind of do. You know, oh, and, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, Dave especially. Uh, um but um yeah i mean i'd say other ones you guys want to talk about like other things we kind of want to see oh no you have to list the worst would you guys worst yeah Yeah, i have a worst movie and but this is like an asterisk i I wonder what brandon's gonna think of this i i didn't see this movie completely i only saw saw half of it but it was a movie (laughs) i enjoyed the least of what i did see it was mank oh yeah i don't blame you i was just I was I so disappointed. I could by not Mank. stand Gary Damn. Oldman at all in that movie. That's on my list. Should I not watch it? Well, I'm gonna finish watching it, but I don't know. I've never been a big Gary Oldman fan in general. I, I always thought he was like he gets like too hammy and obnoxious with like when he plays like a like a fun character for him. And it, I don't know. I just didn't find his character like charming in any way. He's supposed to be the most like funny, witty guy in the room and not not for me. And also, be, besides that, I thought that was, like, annoying. I thought the editing was so annoying, too. Like, it's... They did such a great job, or David Fincher did such a great job of making it look like a, a movie from that era, like, from uh, the 40s, like, in terms of, like, the the camera. I think he, he used, like, old uh, technology, too, right? Or, I don't think so. I think that's... I they think just it recorded was, it. They just, I they think just it was all digitally, it. yeah. It looks it looks visually like a movie from the forties. Yeah, because it's about the writer of Citizen Kane, so like it looks like that. Um, they did some kind of sound design where it sounds like the recording of of films of that day. Yeah, but the way they edited those movies when there was like sometimes there'd be like twenty people in a scene, and they would like go whoosh, 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 whoosh. right. Like this is actually annoying to to see this. Like how quick the editing was. Um, it is kind of impressive how they did some of the stuff, but I just like did not enjoy that movie in any way. And I usually like David Fincher too. I just, I not for me. Not not a movie I enjoyed. Mm. I, I don't but blame I'll you. I'll finish it. I didn't love it. I definitely will watch it again. I think I think my problem with it is like Fincher is such a perfectionist. Like, and that's yeah. still there. But his his movies are always passionate even though if you don't know what he's exactly passionate about this movie was written by his dad and it seems like he's more passionate about his relationship with his dad than he is about the subject matter and like i felt like that that like really came out where like okay like it just was not it just wasn't finchery i guess in a weird way even though it was like executed to perfection like it always does it felt i guess a little more hollow um yeah I, yeah, definitely I something that. I'll watch. I'll watch again. Dan, you should check it out. I'm gonna finish it too. I I just right. 
Yeah, I mean, I love, I Fincher. I love I, Fincher. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I usually like his stuff. I'm, I can't think of a movie by. Well, I don't really like The Social Network either, but I don't think it's a bad movie. This one was definitely the one I hated the most by him <laughs> so far. <laughs> so, Dan, you already said your least favorite because it was your number 10. Yeah. Yeah. King of Set Island. Uh, I, I wouldn't bother. Dave, yeah, anything probably. you want to rattle off before you finish up? Um, no. Well, what's your worst? I didn't see that many movies. Yeah, what's your worst? Oh, my worst. Uh, this movie Lost Girls. Um, it was okay. It was about a. It was starring uh from The Wire, Beatty and Holly from The Office. Right. Um, Amy Ryan. Uh, it, it's just about, it's a, based on a true story about a, uh, a girl who goes missing and a, her mother like gets involved in the investigation. It just wasn't great. Okay. Um, won't see it. Won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for me. Won't see it. Never knew about it. And now I won't see it. <laughs> so Dave, any other things you want to rattle off? Oh, I wanted to just, <laughs> I just wanted to, to name the movies that I, I love that didn't come out this year. Oh, okay. That I saw during like quarantine. Did you guys make a list of that at all or no? I forgot. I did, Danny, did you say you want to name other movies you saw or no? Well, no, I have a wish list of movies I'd like to see. There's others that nobody okay. mentioned. Yeah. I didn't even write anything to say about these movies, but I just wanted to shout them out to, to recommend them if anybody wants to see a great movie. So number 15 for me was The Firm. Oh, <laughs> okay. That is something I thought about, didn't write down. I'll just you just said the firm. The best movie I watched this year that didn't come out in 2020 was the firm. Oh, really? Okay. I could yeah, confidently, I love the firm. I could confidently say the firm was the best movie I watched this year. That didn't come oh, out. In I love that you guys love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so enjoyable. I thought I thought a lot about it. That that's yeah. the best one. Yeah. So that's number 15 for me. Number 14, I saw Uncut Gems. Um, <laughs> oh shit! Great. Yeah. Didn't see it last year, oh, but I, I got great. got to it this year. It's great. So great. 13, Magnolia. I saw yeah. for the first time, finishing out all the Paul Thomas Andersons. I've officially seen them all now. Magnolia, great. Dan, you seen it? No, actually. Yeah, check it out. Need great. to see yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, number twelve for me, Spartacus. Uh, oh, <laughs> I like the, Spartacus a lot. The Stanley Kubrick movie from the sixties. Yeah, I right. watched that this year too. It's great. Eleven, Midnight Run. Ah, oh, so good. With Robert De Niro and uh, Charles Grodin. That's a must-watch, Dan. Dan, you would also love it. Late '80s, like oh, cop, man. buddy, kind of a buddy cop film. Yeah. yeah, sign me up. Yeah, totally watch that. Great soundtrack as well. Um, number ten, Total Recall. For, so for the first time, hell Obviously yeah, yeah. yeah, all time, yeah. It's number like nine, Old Boyfriends. Do you know about this one, Old Boyfriends? Mm-mm. No. The writer from Nashville, the Altman film. It's mm. the only movie she ever directed. It stars Talia Shire. And also has um, John Belushi in it. It's a weird movie. And um, Paul Schrader. Paul Schrader? Yes, Paul Schrader wrote it. Oh, okay. The guy who wrote Taxi Driver and right. Wow. Uh, First, Reformed. First Reformed. Check it out. Popeye. Robert Altman's Popeye. Oh, right, yeah. Beloved movie. It's so <laughs> good. It's, it's just a fucking bizarre. Why would they make that movie the way they did it? I, I love it. Um, number seven, Adam, Adam's Family Values. Hell yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All one time. of the best comedies ever. Yep. Yep. Number six, About Last Night. I, I brought this up a couple times, the one with Rob Lowe and Demi Moore. Right, yeah. Oh, For yeah. some reason, I just really love this romantic comedy. It gets pretty uh, 
real to their actual relationship. It just feels very realistic and, but it's also funny and charming of that era. Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So good. Amazing. Yeah. I, I, a movie I should have seen a long time ago. Um, Dear, number four. Dear Jerker. Yeah. This everything. It's so yeah. good. Um, Thank God It's Friday. You know that one? Mm-mm. It's a movie starring Donna Summer, like a really and and um, Jeff Goldblum, a weird campy disco movie, all about disco that takes place <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a disco nightclub. Wow, it came out in 1978, I think, and it's where it's where Last Dance is from. Yes, oh, I was okay. gonna say I feel like I, this got brought up on the show. That, yes, yeah, okay, yeah, and bored. the Commodores yeah. are, are in it too. Uh, so Lionel and his buddies are in it too. It's okay. just an insane ensemble comedy you guys would love it number three showgirls so yeah. good <laughs> amazing like, it's such it, a high ranking that's so funny yeah, it's it's but, so like, good though it's just so entertaining yeah and that's another thing i never saw any paul verhoven movies and i saw three of them this year yeah number mm-hmm. two is my number two is robocop oh yeah, my god perfect movie. yeah yeah perfect yep. movie you gotta yep. watch so, the, you, you gotta watch the sequels i maybe i will but i, I thought like total recall was like oh verhoven is great and then I saw Showgirls and RoboCop, and I liked them even more. Yeah. So I was like, that's this really that's interesting. Brilliant. That's funny. Yeah. He's amazing. That, yeah. That's my ranking. Yeah. RoboCop, Showgirls, uh, Total Recall, and then Basic Instinct. I thought was fine. I also saw that this year, but right, didn't love it, but it was pretty good. Yep. Um, and then my number one movie is uh, Safe, a movie by Todd Haynes starring uh, Julianne Moore. Insane movie. Whoa. Great performance. Uh, Totally different kind of movie than RoboCop, but yeah, you guys would both really like this too. Don't know this one. Check it out. Came out in '95. That's that's. I almost bought that Criterion, but I didn't buy. It. But he did uh, Carol. He did Carol. And Dark and, Waters. Um, um, the Bob Dylan the Bob movie Dylan about one, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, those are the movies that I, I saw. Good yeah, list. All great. Also, I saw Die Hard. I thought that was overrated too. You said Die Hard this year. Of the, of yeah, for the first time of all the movies I saw that was like I've been hearing about for years and years, that one like lived up the least to my expectation. Oh man, damn. I love it. I could see that. I could see that. Like it's just not that great. I mean, it's it's definitely solid, but it's not like special I I felt. Oh man. Yeah, like when you watch to something like Total Recall, you like it, it it has like a different like level of like okay. It's so like um stimulating you know right. well oh, die yeah. hard is like it's solid like but it's there's nothing about it i felt that was over the top ridiculous fun action it was just the perfect time and it was it's like solid. executed so well yeah yeah i kind of felt the same way about basic instinct but die hard was definitely more overhyped in my life right um Okay, I don't really know what I'll do with this part. I guess I'll just say some other things I saw this year that I liked. You know, we said you said Mank. Uh, I didn't put American Utopia and Painter and the Thief in my top ten. I was going to do a separate documentary list because I thought I was going to watch more, and then I didn't. But Painter and the Thief is really good, and I love American mm. Utopia. Um, Bad Education was really good. Hugh Jackman. That's on my uh, list. I need to see it. Allison yeah. Janney. HBO movie. Really good. The Way Back, the Ben Affleck, like, alcohol oh, basketball yeah. coach. Oh, yeah. How was that? Really good. I, really? I, I really like that movie a lot. Um, and yeah, Bad Boys for Life, Relic, um, Child of the Sky 7, Palm Springs. Um, yeah, 
that's that. Uh, I kind of was going to do a little bit of movie thing in my personal thing, but I guess right now I'll just say it's like some directors that I like completed uh, this year that I like really enjoyed all their film filmographies. The Coen Brothers watched all of them. Uh, Jonathan Demme, uh, um, Ang Lee, Spike Lee, Catherine Bigelow. Um, I was able to like watch all of them, and I there were a couple others that I got close to finishing, but um, those are the ones that I finished. Do you have a favorite so far? Probably of directors, Spike. Uh, yeah, of directors whose filmographies you've, you've completed. I mean, there I really like all of them for so many different. Catherine Bigelow's was the one where I was the most like taken aback by, especially her first couple of movies were just incredible. But Ang Lee too, like every movie is different. He's like like always experimenting same thing with Demi like all of them are just really really um really good Coen brothers have are probably like the best track record where it's like every movie right. is really great but when you do watch all of them it's like all right yeah crime they blend they blend in together yeah there's crime there's no yeah. people that aren't white um and then that's <laughs> but they're all like exceptionally made that's the thing is they're all right. and i tend to like things that are like have like flaws and are bigger swings and they just like perfected what they're good at um but yeah whereas like spike's movies are like even the bad ones not even i don't even think there's bad ones i think there's something in all of them to that you know are interesting yeah that's how i always felt about spike too yeah and I really want to, my biggest wants to watch is our Tenet, which I didn't buy last night because I, I ran out of time. Um, Nomad Land, which is like yeah. becoming the like number one on everybody's list. Yeah, I need but to see it. Yeah. There's like virtual screenings. Um, there's one starring Steven Yun. Uh, that's an A24 movie, Dave. I can't remember the name of it that people are loving. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one that I really wanted to watch that is on my list. So, yep. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, the only other thing I could think of, right? I mean, there were probably some other movies that I watched that were, you know, older that came out that uh, I saw for the first time this year. The only other one I could think of is I saw my cousin Vinny for the first time this year. Oh, I didn't uh, see yeah. that. I still have to see that. It's excellent. Dave, you would love this movie. You in uh-huh. particular, because... I mean, Joe Pesci is Joe Pesci, but then Marissa Tomei is, she steals the show. Her fashion in this movie is unreal. Right. It's like, uh, it's like a precursor to the nanny almost. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> it's, it's like, wow. Like it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's funny. Um, yeah, Ralph Macchio's there and it's like, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but yeah Pesci Marissa Tomei fantastic Um, wish list movies I want to see Sonic the Hedgehog (laughs) I saw Sonic you saw it yeah (laughs) I want to watch that Um, right Uh, uh, Schwartz is is the the voice Schwartz yeah yeah Um, you said Invisible Man have to see it Bad Education Mank Five Bloods Tenet I mean talk about time fuckery I mean I gotta see Tenet Um, yeah (laughs) I, I, you know, I never saw, I still haven't seen the original Bill and Ted's and the new Bill and Ted came out this year. Oh yeah. I so, actually watched the first two the, for the first time this year. Uh, but you didn't see the newest I didn't one see that the just came one, out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see all three of those at some point. Nomadland, everybody's talking about it. 
I think what I'm most excited to see, and I, I don't know if it like came out already or something, but the new Pixar movie Soul is. Christmas I know Day. I'm going to be obsessed oh, yeah. with it. I know I'm going to be absolutely it's coming obsessed to Disney with it. Plus. Yeah, it's apparently going to be. It's supposed to be like very like existentially uh, intense. I I can't wait. Pixar. I love everyone. I mean, well, not everyone. Almost everyone. Uh, but I. That those movies always do something for me. I always feel something with those movies. Uh, <laughs> um, and another, a movie that I recommended very highly to recently, I haven't heard anybody mention it. It's called Another Round. Oh, yes, with Mads Mikkelsen. Mads That's, Mikkelsen. I really want to watch that. Danish movie where they just like, they make an agreement to just like be drunk all the time or something. Or they have to oh. keep. I, I, I can't remember the exact premise. It's something with yeah, alcohol, but I know what you're talking about. But I th- I really want to see that. That's somebody I know said it was the best movie he's seen this year. So, um, huh. so yeah, so that was another one. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's 2020. That's probably it. Yeah, movies. Uh, worst movie. That I did, would say you, too. Yeah. I do also just want to say, I know it was in the TV segment, but if anyone's only listened to the movie segment, the Lovers Rock episode of. Would probably be my number three if it was like if I put it on my movie list um, of small acts. <laughs> okay. Um, the worst movie I saw this year that didn't come out in 2020 was, no surprise, Cop and a Half. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> worst movie that I saw that didn't come out this year was Airbender, the M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, yeah. That's, that's so sweet. So one, bad. Of the only movie, one of the only movies I could think of that I've never finished because it was just unbearable. I definitely saw something that I hated, but I can't remember. The, mo- the most recent movie that I didn't like that I think you guys both like is Batman. Wh- which one? Oh, Tim the first Burton's one. Batman. The original Tim Burton Batman. I, I saw it like a lot, maybe two weeks ago. I've always seen that shitty. I've always seen that movie <laughs> yeah. like once. I think I am. When I, when I rewatched them this year, I was like, so in the Batman Returns is better yeah, than that. Yeah, camp. yeah. I, I gotta watch Returns. I've seen now, Returns way but. more. I, I don't even remember much about the OG Batman. I know it's like the Prince stuff, right? Is the OG? Yeah, Batman. I like those yeah. scenes actually. The yeah, Prince, the Prince songs were kind of yeah. sick, but yeah, <laughs> but like, nah. Yeah, it was like the one of the few times where I saw a Jack Nicholson performance, I was like, this sucks completely <laughs> i don't know it was not good yeah but i like dick, dick tracy actually i maybe i should have mentioned that that was really i, I liked that a lot tracy. more oh kind of reminds me of that movie it, <laughs> yeah. i like that way more i never yeah, saw that it's yeah i agree all right well that was our movie stuff that was fun um you know despite everything i enjoyed a lot of the movies this year um you know it, it sucked not ha- being able to go to the theater for some of them but it was also nice to be able to have some new stuff to you know make some some events feel like they were happening right. um so we're gonna be doing uh well i don't know what's coming out first before this but uh we're gonna do more other stuff so so keep yeah so keep listening yeah, just keep listening yeah yeah um so signing off this is presenter brandon uh presenter uh, number two the sequel uh presenter danny here and uh, AKA, present- aka danny oh. re- reloaded presenter number three dave cologne yeah keep listening we're gonna keep wrapping up this year perfectly like a christmas present under your tree all right bye 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 <laughs>